1: Hey everyone, this is Roman Prokopchuk and this is the Digital Savage Experience. Thanks for joining me today. I have Shauna Armitage with me, marketing consultant for Early Stage Startups. Thank you for joining me.
0: Thanks for having me.
1: Not a problem. So what is your origin story? What has been the road that has gotten you to the 2019 you?
0: It's, It's been an interesting journey for sure. I went to school to be a teacher, and then when I decided I didn't want to do that, I went back to school for professional writing. And at the time, the economy wasn't good. It was really hard to get a job. The only way I could get work was through freelancing. So I started doing freelance work, and one thing led to the other, and I found myself in the marketing industry, and I really fell in love with it. So fast forward to 2017, I left a stable job. Uh, with a good web department to follow a friend of mine who was starting his own digital agency. At first it was great, we were vibing, we were taking on new clients, but then I kind of noticed that our clients weren't being taken care of and it was more about closing the next sale than it was about actually taking care of the clients who were already paying us to work for them. So. I tried talking to him about this. He didn't really like it. And after a month or two, he actually fired me. He said that it wasn't a good fit for the company culture anymore. And that was terrifying. Uh, My husband is in the Air Force and this was about three weeks before he left for a six month deployment. I had three kids at home and I had no job. So it was a little terrifying. And I kind of just decided at that moment that I was good at this. I liked what I did and I wanted to offer marketing services with with actual integrity, with really taking care of the people that I was working for. So I went out on my own and you know, little by little I I would get clients here and there and I kinda figured where my sweet spot was really working with these early stage startups because they've got unique challenges. They're looking to scale. They're looking to do it quickly marketing is essential for that but they're working on really small budgets because they've got to invest in development and and other things that that startups have to pay for if they're going to grow
1: yeah uh, i had like a similar i guess story or origin uh, i graduated college in 2007 2008 when the economy crashed so i kind of had mm-hmm. a pivot to uh marketing and kind of like you fell in love with digital marketing and have been doing it ever since.
0: Yeah, I'm so glad that I found my way here, but it's definitely a far cry from where I started.
1: Yeah, and I've had similar experiences where different agencies are more kind of cookie cutter, don't really service the client, just care about profits. And oftentimes I had a situation where I kind of spoke up in terms of, you know, the ethical treatment of accounts and things of that nature. And, you know, we ended up parting ways as well.
0: Not everyone is like that, but it sucks because marketing is so essential for for early stage companies. It's really essential for all companies, but- important for early stage companies because they don't have anyone to sell to yet and I have just talked to so many people who were interested in speaking to me kind of after they've been burned before they've had these really bad experiences with digital agencies and and certain marketers and it's too bad because what we do is a lot of fun and it adds a lot of value when it's done right to companies
1: yeah I totally agree so what is your greatest flaw that has become your greatest asset
0: it's a tough one to talk about your flaws isn't it? Um, I can be very aggressive. Now this is weird because I'm not aggressive when it comes to sales. That was one thing that I had to actually learn to be good at because I hated pushing people like oh well if you don't want to spend the money or if you if you don't think that it's a good fit you know I'm not gonna push you on it. Uh, and I really didn't want to be aggressive when it came to sales because I hate that. But when I, I work with clients I can be really aggressive and while that's scary for a lot of people, I found out that that was really an asset for the companies that I work with because CEOs have a lot on their plate. So especially if you're managing a small team, you're, you're taking on tasks from business development, you're taking on tasks from sales, you're taking on tasks from uh, you know the, the technology department. So to have someone like me that's aggressive, that says, you know, I need this from you, I need that from you, Um, you know, I handed this over, why haven't we implemented this yet? That's actually really valuable, Um, you know, helping founders stay on track and making sure that things are moving forward. I, you know, I like to see results and I like to see things happen. So I'm always pushing towards that. and where it can definitely come off as aggressive, it actually really benefits the company to have someone that's really driving things forward.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think it's essential for startups and any type of company, um, either brick and mortar restaurants that are just starting out to get their name across and get them out there.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: But what is one piece of professional advice that you can give
0: one piece of professional advice that I can give is that, um, you know, if somebody on the marketing side of things tells you that they can guarantee you specific results, that's probably somebody that you want to run away from because marketing, it, there's so much to it. It's about knowing your service, it's about knowing your target audience, and it's really about testing. You have to test different things to see if it's if it's going to work and, and if you can lead that towards sales. And I think there's so much guru stuff out there that says this is the way to do it or that's the way to do it. And then when people try it, they get really confused because it's not working for them. So you really have to kind of take a step back and think about the advice that you're listening to and internalize it and say, you know, is this right for my target audience or is this right for the goals that I'm trying to achieve. You know, if you're trying to do a lot of B2B sales, Instagram may not be the platform for you, even though there's a million companies out there that are getting great results with it. So strategy-wise, you really need to be conscious of structuring your strategy in a way that's completely unique to your brand and your goals for your brand
1: yeah and i think tailoring it that way also takes you out of that kind of cookie cutter approach where you have a you know everybody fits in this mold product or service a lot of marketing agencies do it and i think the whole you know promising results ahead of time especially in things like search engine optimization where i kind of started if you promise first page rankings that's one of the telltale signs that that's probably someone you shouldn't be working with
0: <laughs> right, um, people are surprised how difficult it is to get on the first page of Google or, or anywhere else they think that it's just like a given when you start doing SEO well the hard truth is that everybody is doing SEO now so it's any keyword anything that you're trying to rank for is even more saturated than before so getting on the first page of Google is, is great and we should all definitely be playing nice with SEO, but there's so many other strategies that you could use that take less time and uh, produce better results than trying to land yourself on the the first page of a Google search.
1: Yeah, and I think it's also important in terms of kind of a multi-layer approach where, like you said, some things identifying where B2B Instagram may not be the focus by identifying these five different things and, you know plugging in the holes in their basically sales funnel and getting content out there as well. Absolutely. So what motivates you to succeed?
0: That's always a tough question because I feel like there's so many things that motivate me to succeed. Ultimately it's, it's me. I'm a driven person. I like to win. I've always, um, been like that competitive person, you know, in, in, middle school support. Um, so it's definitely something that, that I do for myself. I, I like getting results and I like feeling good about what I contribute to companies. Um, I'm also a mom. I've got four young kids and it, as cliche as this sounds, It's really important to me to be a good role model for my kids um, and show not only my daughters but show my son what women are capable of and what they can achieve if they just really work hard for it.
1: I agree. And as a consultant, also, it's a little off script, but you're probably working remotely a lot of the time. What keeps you focused or kind of on track and balancing that kind of family life with the four kids as well as your clients? (laughs)
0: it's tough. The whole work-life balance thing, it doesn't exist. There are days that I get up at 5 a.m. so I can have an hour or two of work before the kids go to school uh, and daycare. And then there are nights that once they're in bed, I'm I'm working again. Doesn't happen every single day, but it happens definitely a few times during the week. Ultimately, I am in a high-level partnership with my clients if they're not doing well if if they don't make money then then they're going to move on to someone else or they're going to move on to something else like i benefit from ha- helping them create businesses that are strong so for for me it really comes down to trying to to make sure that that everybody gets individualized attention I capped my my services off at six clients because I don't want to grow to 15 clients and 20 clients and then fall into that like digital agency thing where nobody's actually getting personalized attention. So I really have to balance, um, I think what I do is I write down three things that I want to achieve for each client each week. So I'm making sure that every client has certain things certain goals that that we're hitting every week or certain tasks that we're hitting every week. So everybody gets attention and then, you know, really have to figure out what those priorities are. You know, there's this whole work smarter, not harder thing going on. And I think a lot of companies are kind of stuck in all of these menial tasks, like stuff with social media or, or blog writing or things like they feel like they have to do. I like to strip all that away and say, okay, what's going to be the revenue generating activity? Maybe it is, you know, posting, engaging on Instagram, but it could also be going to networking events or doing something in person and creating that connection with customers. So it really depends, but and it's different for, for every company, but it's really stripping everything away and looking at what, what the actual revenue generating activities are going to be.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think a lot of companies try to kind of carpet bomb their digital marketing strategy and do things Mm -hmm. where they can avoid and not focus on the things that actually drive revenue, like you said.
0: Yeah, it's huge. And it's easy to get caught up in all that because when we talk about digital marketing, we're talking about, you know, our blogging, our inbound, our SEO, our social media, and we see a lot of other people doing it and doing it with great results. So why wouldn't we? (laughs) But when you look at what works for your company and what's actually helping you reach your goals, you'll find that you're going to start taking a lot of that stuff off your plate. Concentrate on one area at a time and and that'll help you really grow.
1: Yeah, that's very true. So it was a pleasure having you on. So let people know where they can find you.
0: Sure. You can find me. I am on Instagram. Instagram is a place that, that I like. Uh, shauna.armitage and if you're ever looking for some great tools to kind of try to manage your own marketing you can find those at shauna.armitage.com
1: Thank you for your time.
0: Thanks so much for having me.